you're listening to Wander and Roam. Across the great miles of desert, the wind and dust and sand swirl and turn back to where they came and then disappear. They've been sucked into the crevasse. Tattered bits of rope ladders and half-finished stairways climb down its seemingly endless sides before vanishing. Into darkness or out of existence? It's hard to tell. A bug flies down, then, screaming, halts and tries to change direction. As it shoots into the pit, its cries for help go silent, for can even sound escape the monstrous pull of the crevasse? Whoa! Look at that hole. Yeah, I didn't even hear like an echo when we all screamed at the same time. Whoa. Yeah, nothing. So Aldern, you had something you wanted to show us here? We took quite the detour to get here. Uh, What's the deal? I've forgotten. (laughs) I'm going to start throwing things in there. I just feel the itching, you know, that impulse. I guess there are a couple of rocks you can throw, but this place is pretty barren. Hey, how about one of these? And Hamish opens his jacket and pulls out one of the enormous straw scapegoats he still has with him. I think this is my last one. Make a wish. <gasps> is that how that works? If there's anybody down there, that's going to hurt quite a bit. Well, if it hits them, it's an enormous crevasse. Yeah, what are the odds? Okay. Also, why would anybody be down there? I don't know. Keeping secrets, Aldern? Yeah, first you bring us here to this mysterious <laughs> hole, and then you tell us that you don't remember why you brought us here. Are you going to murder one of I us? I have never once thrown anybody into a crevasse. Okay, Yet. we didn't say you had. Yeah, oddly specific as well. <laughs> anyway, whoop! The scapegoat flies through the air, and then down, 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 until it completely disappears from sight. Well, that's weird. You know, I've seen things disappear into darkness, but this one it seemed like darkness stepped in front of it. Oh, we should have lit it on fire first. That would have been an idea. I'm surprised we haven't heard it hit the ground yet. I mean, it's very deep. Do you want to go find somebody who knows what the heck's going on around here? Let's go. The gang begins wandering away from the crevasse, looking for anyone else around. I think I see something. Raindrop points in the distance, and they come across a large signpost that says, Welcome to Crevasse. At the bottom, there is a rope tied around the base, and it leads towards the crevasse. Oh, do people actually go down there? You're the one who brought us here. Do you not know? How did you know this place was here? Yeah, you're like, be prepared to see the eighth wonder of the world. What are the other seven? He didn't get that far. I can't remember anymore. Would you all like to go down and see? I mean, I guess there's nothing else. Are the other seven in this hole? There's only one way to find out. Gemini Crisis. Squeakers turns to Hamish and says, Yeah, maybe this is the last time we let Aldern choose where we go. I'm going to check out this rope. And Hamish starts to pull up the rope and uh, finds that it stops after about 50 feet. Oh, Aldern will lean his head over the edge of the crevasse and look down. As he does, Aldern tumbles over the edge of the cliff and down into the crevasse. Oh, no! You know, I would like to say I didn't see this coming. The small part of me was going to push him if he didn't fall, but... Well, he'd be fine. He's got wings. This is Aldern. You think he's not going to hit his head? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. We better go get him. You want to toss that rope back over the edge? Well, sure. We'll head down 50 feet deep. 
Squeakers reaches into his bag and pulls out his rope that he attaches to the end of the 50 feet of rope. I'm glad we always have 50 feet of rope. Yeah, it's like you're born with it or something. You got a bedroll? And some pitons? And a potion that gets me five hit points. Ooh. Anyway, let's go. Hamish starts climbing the rope. As the gang heads down into the crevasse, they expect that at a certain point it will get dark. But as they go deeper and deeper, the light begins reflecting off of the walls. It's almost unnaturally bright considering how dark it looked from the top. As they go down, they come to a small ledge and they let go of the rope, realizing that there's not much else around. Raindrop peeks over the side. Hello, Aldern, can you hear me? He's probably dead. He's probably dead, I think, is your correct read on the situation. Now, would you look at that? Some boards driven into the side of the wall, like a downward staircase. Now, who possibly could have done that? Yeah, it's kind of weird that they started the staircase like halfway down the crevasse. Squeakers begins slowly testing each board as he steps, and he slowly begins to descend the staircase. You dead yet? Not yet. As Squeakers walks down the wooden staircase, it rounds a corner, and around the corner is Aldern sitting on a ledge with a llama, and they are sipping tea. <laughs> good show, chap. Good show. <laughs> good show, indeed. Oh, Squeakers, hello. Aldern, you're not dead. No, no, no. Um, I found this delightful fellow. We're just enjoying a cup of tea. <laughs> Delighted to meet you, young chap. Uh, my name is Basil. Uh, what is your name? Hi, I'm Raindrop. As <laughs> Raindrop pops behind Squeakers. Oh, oh. You guys seem to be quite comfy. Do you normally have tea down here in this creepy, dank crevasse? <laughs> I never leave home without it, dear, dear lady. It's quite delicious. Would you care for some? I would love some, actually. Thank you. Basil produces a little teapot, pours a small cup of tea, and hands it to Raindrop. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's Earl Grey. Delightful. Um, You said this was your home? Did I? No, he didn't. Uh, no, I'm quite far from home. Uh, however, one might say the road is my home. <laughs> I think what he's implying is that he carries just a prodigious amount of tea with him. Prodigious? Uh, quite, 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 quite. Uh, what was your name again, sir? Oh, hello, my name is Hamish Hamish, oh, the, the Hamish Hogg. new, Hamish J. Hogg. Oh, Hamish J. Hogg, my apologies. Now, you said this is Earl Grey. That means it's black tea that's got, uh, what is it, bergamot oil in it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, very astute. Would you care for some? I'm good. How long have you been in this hole? Why, young sir, it is not polite to ask one's host how long he's been in this hole. I'm just saying you shouldn't trust every man you find in a bottomless pit, laying into the side drinking tea. Solid advice, I suppose. What brings you to the crevasse? Oh, my dear friend, this uh, crevasse has been on my list of places to visit for, oh, decades now. So Alder must write it is kind of a tourist site. Huh. I was right. There was a sign up there that just said crevasse. Looked like it was some sort of a fancy resort down here. <laughs> well, uh, if there is one, I haven't found it yet. <laughs> what if I kicked you off this ledge? Oh, then I most surely would perish. O okay, 
but like, how soon? <laughs> We're not gonna let him kick you off the ledge. I always am fascinated by the young mind. It's such a malleable place. Have you seen anybody else down here? I have come across a few other adventurers uh, during my time in the crevasse. An enormous sound like the flapping of grasshopper's wings grows louder and louder, and our gang sees passing rapidly by them straight into the crevasse a big canvas biplane. Oh, there goes one now! Yeah. Whoa! Looks like they're just going straight down there. Like, yeah. Is that, is that intentional or? Is that kind of like a what is what is that newfangled thing? A, a parachute? I, I don't think that was a parachute. Quick squeakers, lasso it back to safety. I, I would, but my rope is tied up to the other rope. Here, use my fifty feet of rope. <sighs> oh, it's gone. Do you think they need help? I mean, that didn't seem like this is a great place to fly. We ought to go see if they're okay. Oh, yes, quite right. Uh, Would you care to join me? I know a passage down. Oh, please, show. I'm real tempted to just jump right off here right now. We gotta rein in those impulses. I got 50 feet of rope. I don't think falling 50 feet and being jerked upwards by rope would feel good, but you're welcome to try. I do not mind discomfort. I accept the pain that the world deals to me. I will not accept standing with a tea llama on the side of a pit. Goodbye! Hamish ties a quick bowl in and fastens his rope to one of the wooden planks and quickly repels down. Well, time to go. Um, would you care to join us, Basil? I might continue with you for a ways, my friend. You see, I've been trying to get deeper into this crevasse. I know that this is not as deep as it goes, and I would like very much to explore the depths How of far the down does it go? No one knows. Ooh. What? How can nobody know? On another ledge, Hamish sits in rapt conversation with a wrinkly, floppy old basset hound who sits with a campfire and a bindle and a real worn-out straw hat. Hamish says, Well, how can you not know how far down? (laughs) Well, I may surprise you, but basset hounds are not the best for exploring the depths of a crevasse. I've made my home on the side of the crevasse here, and... This is where I'm going to stay. You know, I can respect that to a degree. Uh, What are your plans for if you remain alive for a significant amount of time here? Plans? You know what? I'm cool with that. Yeah. How do you, uh... You know, I was going to say, how do you pass your time? That's not important. It's not important. Say, would you like some lemonade? You know, I think I would take some lemonade. Mm, I could really go for some, like, bergamot in my drink. I don't have any of that bergamot. I think the uh, llama beside no, there, do Basil. Not, do not speak of him. All right, fair enough. Do you do you have lemonade just on hand? I do. You make that stuff? Yep. Out of what? <laughs> Lemons. <laughs> the gang appears out of a hole in the wall, being led by Basil. He turns and says, oh, "Well, this is uh, where I will take my leave. I." Uh, discovered an, another passage that goes deeper. I appreciate all the friendship that you've offered me. Thank you so much. Okay, Goodbye, you young go. man. Bye. Bye. Goodbye, Basil. Thanks for the tea. Basil switches on a little headlamp and travels back into the hole in the wall. 
Well, welcome, friends. Uh, I just made the acquaintance of a... You know, I don't think I caught your name, Mr. Uh, Mr. Basset Hound. Well, my name is Pickles. <laughs> well, it's nice to meet you, Mr. Pickles. Thank you. And your name? Squeakers. Squeakers. Hi, I'm Raindrop. Um, how long have you been living down here? Oh, it's hard to tell. I'd say about, oh, ten years now. Oh, wow. And you've just been living off that lemonade? Lemonade and lemons. It's interesting that they have enough agriculture down here to sustain you for ten whole years. Oh, Let's... they don't. I have the lemons delivered. Delivered by whom? Well, I got this friend. His name is Jacob, and... Every couple weeks or so, he comes along and ties a basket to a rope and throws the rope over the edge, and then I collect the lemons, and then he pulls the rope back up. Yeah, this is very interesting to hear about uh, Jacob and whatnot. Yep. Uh, hold on, hold on. Do you want me to on. tell you about how I get the ice for the lemonade? Hold no. on. Now, this actually is very interesting. Now, now, all this implies that you deliberately live here on the side of this crevasse. Yep. Like, before you came here, you had a plan, and you told Jacob every two weeks, drop lemons down for me? A few years ago, when I first came down here, I came across some people and asked them, hey, you go tell Jacob to give me lemons every couple of weeks. Interesting. So we can actually get out of the crevasse. You know, we, di we didn't know that was for sure a thing that we could do. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, that's uh, good news. I mean, I assume so. I mean, usually people don't come back up. They usually just go down. But, um... Like that plane we saw. It went straight down. Ooh. That what? That's an interesting word you just said. A plane. Yeah. Did you guys not see that giant plane that just flew by down into the hole? What's a plane? Am I imagining that whole thing that just happened? I saw something fly past us. Yeah, something made, made out of, like, cloth or whatever. made a noise like an enormous grasshopper. A flying machine. You know what I think it was? It was like some sort of a miniature sky train. Mr. Pickles... Have you ever seen any miniature sky trains? I never seen any kind of a sky train, normal or miniature. Not quite sure what a sky train is. I feel like I'm compelled to go and find the answer to this mystery, so I'll bid you adieu and thank you very much. It's been delightful to meet you, Pickles. Oh, you're most welcome. And the gang continues onward. You know, Squeakers, Pickles taught me a thing or two about the world. What did he teach you? Well, for one thing, to accept what you get in life. Uh, you might say, when life puts you in a tough situation, um, use your circumstances to create a better one. Oh, there's probably a good way to say that. Like I can't think of it. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, when Jacob gives you lemons, pour yourself a glass. That's true. You should put that on a t-shirt. What's a t-shirt? <laughs> Say, uh, any of you got something else we can use to descend? I left my 50 feet of rope tied up. I mean, I could give us flights down, but... Oh, dadgum, I got 94 bees. <laughs> 94 bees. Yeah, Didn't I Didn't you used to have more bees? I did at first, and then I lost six of them, and then last time we spoke, I regained six that I just found around, and now they're gone. We should get you more bees. Hey, now, don't you make decisions for the bees. Fair enough. Hey, bees! Bzz, bzz. Form a staircase. Oh yeah. Bee stairs. A little bee with a construction hat holding some plans for blueprints opens it up and begins directing the bees where to stand to create the staircase. Everything good, Foreman? Bzz. Good to hear. 
Well, I believe it's time to continue our descent. Ooh. I'll allow it. Yes. <laughs> Now don't wander off. Wander and Rome will be right back. Winterhawk Podcasting is proud to announce the launch of our Patreon. The first release will be available for free to anyone at patreon.com slash winterhawkpodcasting on Friday, October 20th. Listen to the Wander in Rome slasher special and stay up to date on future Patreon-exclusive releases by following us for free at patreon.com slash winterhawkpodcasting. people to know Danny. You're Danny. Who am I? Summer. I'm Summer. We are bisexually lit. This is a podcast about movies and life and everything in between. Two best friends who are loud and queer and love to talk about movies on and off mic and we'd like to take you along for the ride. Why did we name our podcast Bisexually Lit? Well, like, you know, A, we're bisexual. Extremely. B, we're, we're getting lit. We're giving literary and thematic readings to the movies we love. You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We drop a new episode every other Monday, bi-weekly, if you will. Oh, I will. Have you ever seen something you couldn't explain? Have you ever felt like something was watching you, even when you were alone? Have your dreams ever started bleeding into the reality around you? Starting March 8th, join us bi-weekly as we travel around the contiguous United States sharing strange stories and discovering mysteries hidden within the vastness of America. Listen to Lower 48 on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The group walks tentatively down the staircase of bees, leading deeper and deeper into the crevasse. In the distance, the gang just sees a pillar of smoke rising up. It's black and it's wafting upwards, but as it continues up the impossibly high walls of the crevasse, it begins swirling and changing. If you look at it long enough, you could almost see shapes in the smoke. Now that's a funny thing, don't you think? I don't know if we've just been in here for too long, but I swear I see a rabbit playing volleyball in there. It's really quite beautiful. That's not a rabbit, that's a hare. (laughs) I think that you see what your mind interprets within. It's not so much that there is a rabbit or a hare, so much as your brain interprets a hare or a rabbit. (laughs) Let's go find out what's causing that smoke. Suddenly, everyone in the gang is hit by a wave of vertigo. Oh, Oh, man. Careful there. Aldern stumbles backwards against the wall of the crevasse and grabs hold. Raindrop stumbles in the opposite direction and plummets off the side of the bee staircase. Squeakers jumps and tries to grab Raindrop's foot, but misses. That was silly. She can fly. (laughs) Squeakers and Raindrop plummet Maybe 15 feet before hitting the very bottom of the crevasse. 
Ooh. Luckily falling into a pile of very soft snow. What? They stand up and the snow crunches under their feet. Now this is bizarre. I thought we were in the desert. Hey, uh, will you uh, get off of me, please? No. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, My apologies. Thank you. <clears throat> Underneath them, the snow shifts, and out from the deep, deep snow pops ahead of a squirrel. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, sorry to stand on you there. Uh, could, do you need some help? And... Uh, if you don't mind. Squeakers reaches out a paw and pulls the squirrel out. Yeah. Oh. Hey. Uh, thank you. Yeah, uh, what's your name? Uh, my name is Seb, and uh, this, and he reaches his hand into the snow and pulls, is my sister Daisy. I'm Daisy, don't step on me neither. Yeah, sorry about that. Hey, you guys are a little young to be in the crevasse. What are you guys doing down here? Falling mostly. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. I mean, that makes sense. Falling got us, too. Yeah, that's kind of how we got down here. I've been having a good time, though. I like me a fall. Oh, well, that's good. We are flying squirrels. We were able to glide down, and we have not been able to get back up. Yeah, you see, the bat is the only mammal capable of true flight. That's true. Oh, I wish I were a bat. I don't. <laughs> Ducks are also capable of flying, so if you'd like, I can, well... I don't think I can carry both of you, but we can holler for Aldern, and maybe we can all get out of here. What's an Aldern? He's a big owl. Did someone up there send you down for us? No. No, You didn't see two adults, like, think of us, but, like, bigger flying squirrels? Yeah, no, I, I know what the concept of an adult is. Thank you very much, small child. I think, though, that uh, when we were looking around, we didn't see nobody. Really? You didn't see no two adult flying squirrels saying things like, No, I don't need to see you ever again. I bet you'll be fine by yourself. Uh, no, those uh, very depressing things were not things that we saw. Nobody warning you not to stand near the edge or you'll get sucked into the deep crevasse and fall all the way to the bottom and never be able to get your way back out again? Yeah, no, not that either. Hey, um, Raindrop, can I can I talk to you for mm. just a minute? Yeah, side huddle. And Squeakers pulls Raindrop into an aside and leans down and says, Hey, um, do you think that these squirrels' parents just ditched them? Well, that's a terrible thought. Are we obligated to help them out if that's the case? I mean, we're not obligated, but I do feel kind of responsible. Those words were thrown around a lot by our parents, too. Obligations. That's what we hey, were. Okay, Obligations. Uh, the, the point of an aside, Seb, is for you to not listen to what I'm saying. I thought we moved far. It doesn't matter. Oh, hey. sorry. He'll turn to his sister Daisy and say, Now, when they turn to each other like this, they're having an aside, and we're not supposed to listen. Yeah, you know, I always called them a sidebar. Okay, so... Uh, uh, sorry, this isn't a side... Okay, um, all right, Ooh. listen, I'm the adult here. <laughs> Hold on, don't listen while we do this. Hey, let's have a sidebar. Yeah, sidebar. They picked up on that really quick. Hey, yeah, they said, did. Hey, yes, Daisy. Don't tell them. I can see why their parents pushed them. <laughs> we should just have an additional sidebar a couple steps that way. Okay, so like two two asides in? Two asides in, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Man, Seb, you know, it might have been misguided for me to say to our parents, I don't need you. I can live by myself and hop down into this crevasse. I mean, we've lived this long without him. We've lived a whole, what is it, 15 minutes now? I don't have a watch, but it seems like 15 minutes. Now, Raindrop, I know that I wasn't supposed to be listening to that, but I couldn't help but overhear in their mm. sidebar. Yeah, they have no concept of whisper. Okay, sidebar over. Well, anyway, hello, newcomers. Welcome Hi. welcome back to the conversation. My question to you, 
fine young squirrels oh, is thank uh, you. flying squirrels. Flying, flying squirrels. squirrels. Well, I like my... falling squirrels. Huh? We're particularly adept at falling. That's the, our trademark as a species, in fact. Hey, do you guys want to get back to the top there, or uh, I don't know. Doing all right? I said some things to our parents that maybe it's not time to make up for yet. Okay. Huh? But of course, we can't fall back down unless we go up, and boy, do we love falling. That assumes that we're at the bottom. I see no bottom. We could fall forever, Seb. Oh, I don't like that yeah, concept that kind of at all. Seems like maybe you all should uh, go talk to your parents again before you... Oh, there they go. Oh, oh, there was more to that. <laughs> to freedom! Hip, hip! And the two flying squirrels Olé. leap off the edge into the depths of the crevasse. I think that there were other additional problems they have not addressed yet, but... Oh, um... yeah. Oh, 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 boy. Man, I'm tired. You you guys see anything interesting while I was hopping on down? I had to oversee Ooh. some business with the bees. Hamish looks backward and shakes his finger disapprovingly at the foreman, who looks down disappointed. Uh, no, we just saw two representations of physical trauma, but they've, they've pieced out. Like wounds? No, well... Mm. Yeah, I'd say wounds, yeah. but... Hey, but this snow's kind of weird, right? Yeah, I mean, it's suddenly cold in this part of the crevasse. Should we uh go check out that smoke over there? Yeah, I oh, mean... Totally yeah. ignored that bile of smoke coming over there. It doesn't matter. Let's go. <laughs> Into the mystery. Raindrop will walk forward until she hits the lip of the ledge and slides down a little embankment of snow. Coming to the bottom, she sees that there's a wreckage. Canvas... And what look like bike parts are strewn about. As she comes to find the source of the smoke, she sees a small propeller that keeps trying to rotate over and over. But nothing but smoke seems to be emanating from it. That's kind of cool. Um, hello? Is anyone there? Out of the wreckage, she hears a crash and a bang. A small hatch opens up as a mouse crawls out wearing a leather jacket and a pair of goggles. Oh, is this a bad time? Do I need to come back? Oh, oh, no, this is a perfect time. Uh, oh, I I seem to have uh, misplaced my flying machine. Oh, there it is. All over the place. Yeah, that's there, there's a few pieces. Um, You were the one that was um falling straight down? It was down. me, oh. young one. It was, it was a glorious fall, if that's any consolation. Oh, I'm not about fouling. I'm about going up. Well, Yet I went down. Sorry about that. <laughs> do you need help? How do you fly as a mouse? There's no easy feat, I promise you that. You see, what I have to do is I have to put together my own wings. You and your species, you're, you're blessed with the power of flat inherent. I had to use my mind to create a flying machine. And the mouse turns around, holding out both arms to the smoldering pile of wreckage. I think that's more of a falling machine. <laughs> I will pretend I didn't hear that because of your advanced age. I will um, go ahead and ignore you your probably strange should listen comments. to me because if you fall again, you might not survive. I think you're very lucky to be here. You're not wrong. However, I now seem to find myself into a bit of a predicament. You see, my machine, my glorious machine, now lies at the bottom of this, the crevasse. Have you considered just abandoning the thought of making your flying machine? Like, it seems like you're fixated. 
the mouse turns and grabs his scarf that has fallen onto the ground and wraps it around his neck, tossing one side over his shoulder, marching right up to Hamish, looking up, the small form glaring deep into Hamish's eyes. And he says, To give up on this dream is to give up on my entire reality. I would be happy to give you a ride up, down. You insult me with your offer. I'm, I'm sorry, what, what was your name, Mr. Mouse? My name is Mila. It's nice to meet you, Mila. My name is Hamish J. Hogg. Technology seems like it's very important to you. Is that a fair assessment? I would say yes. I myself am sort of an old-fashioned type. I don't know much about machines. So what, what do you see in them? Well... In life, there's a lot of things that uh, we uh, can't do with our hands and our feet. There are some people who can fly. There are some people who can do math. There are some people who are able to uh, to g- grab things real good. <laughs> <laughs> like a monkey, I understand. Their toe fingers freak me out. Anyway... <laughs> Yeah, we're all born with our own strengths and weaknesses and gifts. Um, But uh, I always was struggling with uh, one thing. Why should other people be able to do things that I cannot do? So I spent my life creating ways for me to be able to accomplish things. And yet, you still ended up here on the wall of an enormous crevasse. Listen, they can't all be as successful as toe fingers, okay? No, I know, I know. I'm just sort of wondering what knowledge I can glean from your situation. Do you know Jacob? Oh, the lemon guy? Yeah, yeah. You know you know him up top? A lot of people know Jacob. That's where we get our lemons. You know, we saw you coming down here about the same time we did, and Jacob, he only comes every two weeks, I thought. Is this your first time trying this? This is my first time that I've uh, been able to get this baby up in the air. It was in the air for a little bit. Yes, I need to figure out how to keep it there. What an accomplishment. Maybe it's not so much as giving up on your dreams as postponing and relocating and starting from a different perspective. And also you might like, I don't know, form some friendships and well-rounded relationships and make your life more than just the technology that you work with. No matter how freaked out you are by monkey's toe hands. I mean, you could have tons of friends. We don't know. Yeah, do you, do you assume yeah. that uh, that's my entire thing? I mean, I, I, I mean, I did. Built... You know, this whole pit has been sort of like a metaphor, like a little prince situation. Ah, I'll tell you this much. Uh, I have a very rich life outside of my machines. However, I will say this, that uh, for the past couple of weeks, I mean... It took a lot to make the giant slingshot that got us here in the first place. Oh my I... goodness, that's so ingenious. Where did you fly from? Oh, the, the town over. Did you not know that there was a town over the sand dunes? What's the name of your town? <laughs> it's called the Blast Town. My, my, my. Blasting in this part of the country? I was trying to blast off to new hats, and I found new lows. But that's not going to make me want to give up on my dreams. And Mila turns to Raindrop and says, Listen here, little one. Mm -hmm. In life, there are going to be a lot of people who are trying to tell you that you can't do things. Mm -hmm. Never, ever, ever listen to them. Oh, I don't listen to anyone really but myself. Perfect. Suddenly from below, there's an enormous groan, like rock shifting. 
and another wave of vertigo strikes everyone in the crevasse. Ooh. Whoa, oh, man. We gotta get out of here. Yeah, I, I, I'm not feeling too good. Uh, do you think we could just, like, go back the way we came? Probably logistically we could, but I think poetically we better go through that right there. And Hamish points down to a bright, shining hole full of sky beneath them. Ooh. Now, this is, poses another problem for Mila. You see, the sky is right there, but I came from the sky. So I don't understand. Suddenly, from above, a llama in old military dress with a headlamp on his head drops down on one of those newfangled parry chutes right past all our friends into the sky hole. <laughs> hey! Oh, there he goes. That seemed, like, kind of nice, what he was doing. Guys, I have the perfect idea. Raindrop will uh, scramble over to the wreckage and pull out a strip of canvas from the flying machine and go back to the edge of the sky. Say, so maybe we can just float down there. Spiraling down from above, two tiny flying squirrels float down, falling with incredible poise and joie de vivre as they hurtle towards the sky hole. Hey, did you guys just come from down below? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we saw you like two minutes ago. Okay, bye! Woohoo! This place kind of seems, uh, I-, I don't like it. This gives me some weird feelings, and it's not just the vertigo. Well, I feel like there's only one way to really find out what's going on here. Would anybody like a ride? 94 bees to me! <laughs> well, Aldern, Squeakers, and of course Raindrop, I'll see you on the other side. It's been a pleasure. Wahoo! Hey! Bet you thought I was going to say whoa. The thought crossed my mind. <laughs> As Hamish drops down and is followed by Squeakers riding on Aldern's back, Raindrop turns to Mila one last time. And Mila says, you'll say you want to go up. Mm-hmm. Then why are you going down? Well, it looks like sometimes in order to go up, you have to go down. That thing's really a, a, a linear path, it seems. Mm. It's not that easy. Well, young duck, I wish you luck. You as well. And she will give a salute to Mila and jump into the hole. Whoa! Swirling around in the sky... The gang looks down and realizes that they are, in fact, above the crevasse and are falling very quickly. All right, I better bees my way out of this. <laughs> Aldern and Squeakers glide gracefully to the side of the crevasse. Raindrop follows after a brief moment of hesitation. <laughs> Hamish climbs a staircase of bees down from the sky. Hey, uh, guys, do you think we were supposed to learn something in there? Did you? No. Sometimes the only way out is through. Oh, okay, that's actually a good one. Uh, let me let me try to think. Go, come back to me. Come back to me. I'll have one in a minute. Well, I learned that sometimes life gives you lemons and you can make them into lemonade, but other times life don't give you lemons, so you have to have your friend Jacob drop them down for you. Oh, that's pretty good. Hey, uh, if you could step out of the way, I got this delivery of lemons. Oh, <laughs> my goodness, are you Jacob? Yep. Big uh, fan. <laughs> I've heard so much about you. Hey, look, I gotta, I gotta get this done. Could you? <laughs> Absolutely, I'll step out your way. Thank you. And he throws a crate of lemons over the side of the crevasse. Life is wonderful. <laughs> As the game walks away from the crevasse, they look up and see that 
they're on the other side of the hole from the sign. They'd see that there is another sign pointing, saying, this way to Blast Town. Squeakers turns and says, I still ain't got a moral, but uh, I like the ones you came up with. Cool. Well, do you want to go check out a slingshot that can throw a plane into crevasse? I still don't know what you mean by plane. What What are you talking oh, about? The word just won't leave my mind. <laughs> Next week on Wander and Rome. In the rolling foothills below the evergreen mountains, brick huts and dugouts poke out from the earth, overgrown with years of green. Carts of stone, coal, and ore hop along beaten tracks from cave to cave, and orange-red light flickers and pops from every door. Greenhorns and old-timers alike jump and look over their shoulders at every crack and bang, because you're never really in the clear when you're in Blast Town. Music for Wander and Rome is written and performed by Gary Argyle. Wander and Rome is produced by Winterhawk Podcasts and Gary Argyle. For more great shows, visit winterhawkpodcasting.com.